bars and all I see is black. I really need it back. I give it all on the song, but in reality, afraid to commit. But what good is having it all with no one to share it with? I go blind, following the wrong light shine, leading me to counterfeit paradise. I took no chances with my loaded paradise. Damn it, I sure know how to waste a bunch of time. Hope you're still on the line, but can't even stop myself to check. I'm losing breath, it's the ultimate vent. Photographic memory and mind taking pics. A moment that I wouldn't mind being stuck with. What up, everybody? You tuning to B1NK Radio. We're in the way of another artist spotlight. Got JR the Geek. Not on the phone, in the studio. We got JR the Geek. What's going on, man? What's up, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? How you doing, doing? I'm good. I'm good, brother. Okay. Good. I'm blessed. Where you from? I'm not from Mesquite. Where is Mesquite for everybody who's not from the DFW Uh, area? Yeah, I'm I'm from (laughs) DFW, Dallas, Texas, man. Okay. Yeah. So a a lot of people like... um, at least in the, on the rap scene locally, because I've been here a little while. Mm-hmm. It seemed like everybody from Oak Cliff. Nobody claim every, <laughs> anything but Oak Cliff. Oak Cliff. Yeah. Even when you're not from Oak Cliff, you're from Oak Cliff. That's funny that you actually say that. That's <laughs> the reason why I'm so prominent on telling people what part of town I'm from. Because, man, for as long as I've been alive, people haven't been too, like, you know what I'm saying? They don't like claiming, I guess, my side of town. They want to claim, like you say, in the hoods, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Everybody acting like they from. I don't know how it is in other cities, but I'm sure it's the same way. But yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? Everybody acting like they from Oak Cliff or Pleasant Grove. But I don't want to, I don't want to front. I mean, I, I could easily claim those. I got family everywhere, but yeah, I went to school out of Mesquite. I'm from Mesquite. Okay. <laughs> I, can, I can respect that, man. So, I keep it real, man. Like not, not being afraid to be where you from and who you yeah, are. That, br- that brought me to all my closest friends, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, all my life experiences, you know what I'm saying? That's where they went down at, so. Okay. So I, re- I read that that you were talking to somebody, and you said you've been rapping for 12 years, but you're not like 40. <laughs> <laughs> so so when did you actually start taking rap serious? Seriously? Uh, yeah. Probably, I would say, like, I mean, like, I've been recording in the studios and all that stuff since I was, like, seriously about 15. Okay. But, uh, but like, seriously, seriously, probably about 18, 19. And I'm 25 now. Okay. Yeah. What made you want to take it serious? Um, I was, it was honestly just an outlet for me at first, like, uh, with, with a bunch of my friends and, uh, and then like just a way to, you know, get my, uh, get my emotions out and, you know, everything like that. And then I, I was spending money on it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was in the studio and, um, and I was working with this guy that, uh, a friend of my dad introduced us to, uh, introduced him to us. And my dad showing him my music and we started working when I was like 17 and I was, he put me through an artist development program. And then that was really when it just kind of clicked. I was like, dude, I could do this. You know what okay. I'm saying? And I, I mean, I already, you know what I'm saying? Put my money into it or my dad did, but, uh, I helped me with it. And then by then I was just like, dog, you know, I'm, I'm here every week, mm-hmm. you know, doing an artist development program, coming up with new songs. And I was like, man, this is, I was doing it for, like I said, for a few years in my room, just recording and just, you know, finding beats. I was sound click and everything like that and just going in. But I guess I still wouldn't say I wasn't as serious because I was still hooping and, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. But about about 18, like once I got out of high school and uh, or really my senior year, probably. Yeah. 17, 18. I'll say that. 17, 18. Oh, so you play you play ball? Yeah, I play ball. I play football uh, from like seventh grade and ninth grade and then i 
I played basketball like my whole life, like from six to up to junior year in high school. And I actually, uh, I had like a, the doctor, I went to the doctor and I had like a, I had like a little scare. I had like a little heart, something. It was my blood pressure. Mm. Uh, and I, I got diagnosed with high blood pressure and he told me he really what? didn't want me. He really didn't want me running around too much and all that stuff. And, uh, by then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm in my room every day after school anyway, recording. And so I was, uh, I was just like, you know, I'm gonna put my focus in the music. Uh, but like I said, it wasn't all the way serious until I was a few, few more years, like two more years after that. So it was a high blood pressure thing. You don't mind me, me getting into it too nah, deep. Nah. Like, was that like a, a, a genetic thing or was that eating too much ramen or like, are you going <laughs> high sodium? It's, uh, it's really, I do. It's, it's in my, it's, uh, it's in my family. It's hereditary. Yeah. So, uh, on my mom's side, like my uncle, he got diagnosed around the same age as me. Okay. So yeah, it's just, it's just hereditary. My mom got diagnosed kind of young. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think my dad did too. That's crazy. So, yeah, it just kind of runs in my family. Yeah, because somebody that's active, you know, that don't, you know, if you if you were like a, a lineman or something like that, a nose tackle, and you got yeah. diagnosed high breath pressure. And I actually, was, I actually was. I was a lineman. Oh, okay. Which is weird. So, uh, well, I always thought it was weird. I'm crazy. Like defensive end or something like that? No, nah, yeah. I, I, was on the, I, I was on the O-line, actually. Oh, O-line. Yeah. Right on. I was a tackle. Left tackle. Okay. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So, did did you have like a passion for sports? Were you gonna try to take that to the next level, and then you know maybe maybe turn professionalist? Like, did you have a goal like that? When I when I was younger, that was that was my goal. Like, I felt like I was as you know uh, like as passionate uh, about like basketball as I am about um, music now. Like mm-hmm. when I was younger, I swear I thought I was gonna <laughs> go straight to the Every, NBA. Everybody. But I, I guess it yeah. was just, um, but not even just that. Like it was like. Uh, when me and my cousin were a little younger too, we were like in the, you know, the skateboarding and the rollerblading. It was anything. I felt like I just wanted to be an entertainer somehow. Mm. Something, sports, entertainment, music, and yeah. whichever way it took me. I just knew I wanted to kind of be in the spotlight somehow. Okay. Yeah. I think that kind of resonates on stage because the the first time I saw you, because I mean to be completely honest, I didn't know who you were until I saw you at the Green Elephant. Like you were opening for Ricky Blue, mm-hmm. and uh, you weren't the only one that was opening for him. But you were the only one to me that stood out. You right. know what I'm saying? Like with your with your stage presence and the way that you were, and you know, when somebody's like high, like you can't really tell. I, I didn't really know how tall you were for real, <laughs> so you can't just through the door to sit down. Dog. I was like, oh okay, you ain't no sure dude. Cause yeah. you know everybody in hip hop is kind of small, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but and and when I give you gave you my card, like after the show, like you were sitting down, so I didn't even have a, a good idea about your size. And right. Stuff. Yeah. But no, you were you were bringing it like as far as as far as being on the stage goes, like having high energy and engaging with the crowd, and not like that stereotypical like you, you can tell to me you can tell like when somebody's watched someone else do a stage performance mm-hmm. and you're emulating them and then when somebody's kind of got their own groove mm-hmm. like i'm I, i'm pretty sure that if i watch like 100 performances from you probably they, they all gonna be different yeah you know what i'm saying yeah that's uh that's something that i i think is really important man like stage stage presence is something that i just i think uh it's a huge staple in what you're doing you know what i'm saying you got to take it seriously mm-hmm. i think uh yeah like you said i think I, that's that's something i want to pri- i pride myself off of I, I don't want my shows to be the same and that i want that to happen for like the rest of my career i want it yeah. to be different you know what i'm saying every night for you know making an experience for people coming out yeah i think that matters a lot especially like you know being on the road because i mean yeah. I, I saw i saw, saw uzi vert in concert yeah and i saw his crowd control is crazy and you know, people would probably put him in the same category as Future, but I don't never want to see him again. Like if I'm just being real, really? yeah. I'm I'm not a big fan of like I can just go <laughs> listen to the music. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm like this close to you. you oh, know? you talking about you talking about Future? Yeah, Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stage yeah. performance. I heard I heard that. Yeah. But you know, to each his own. Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's just my personal opinion. I haven't personally seen uh, either one of them, but I mean, you know, outside of like clips and stuff. But yeah. you know, clips and stuff I've seen. Yeah, those he's he's wild. Yeah. So, so how do you like develop that, that stage presence? Is it something where you just like expressing yourself randomly or is it something that you've been practicing and grooming over time? Um, more so. I mean, obviously, yeah. Like I said, I went through artist development program. So mm-hmm. I did, uh, you know, pay attention and practice stuff like that. Just, but that's just, you know, be me being serious about it and, you know, just having fun, being passionate about it. But I definitely do. Uh, want to credit the randomness to it. <laughs> yeah. I think that attributes to the it being different every time. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I watch, I grew up watching, uh, or I say grew up. I'm only 25, but you know, you know what I mean. Like in my teenage years, yeah. In my <laughs> in my teenage years, though, I was like, you know, more like uh, in the, I studied like Jim Morrison and um, 
George Clinton, you know what I'm saying? Like all their their stage presences, their stage shows was crazy. Jim, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody, man, like just mm-hmm. they were really putting it down. James Brown, yeah, putting it down on stage. Like their stage show was a whole separate thing from their uh, from their recordings to me. So yeah, that was something I really just paid attention to. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about that because I I feel like most people your age don't even know who the Doors are. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like so for you to even bring Jim Morrison up, I think it's kind of impressive. Like. How, how did, did you just grow up in a household that had like where your your pops and your mom were playing like that kind of music a lot, or how did you come across that kind of stuff? How were you exposed um, to it? The Doors, I was exposed to actually by a chick. Uh, okay. We just was vibing, bro, and like I've always been into like hippie movements. I've always, you know, what I'm saying, consider other people considered me like a hippie. I guess before I even knew what that was when I was like a little teenager. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I started looking at it. Like, what is this? And then, you know, and I get into it and meet other people. And like, it was like a hippie chick I was kind of messing with, dealing with. Mm-hmm. Not even exclusively or anything like that. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And she just kind of introduced me, just kind of passing. And I was like, she actually brought me the movie, uh, The Doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it was after she played me a few of their songs. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, what is going on? And, yeah. Yeah. And I watched the movie and I just fell in love with what they, their whole story and everything they was doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, but uh, as far as like older, uh, like Marvin Gaye and all that type of stuff, that was always around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I said, George Clinton Parliament, all that stuff. Like my my mom would just groove in the car, and I would just I, I would just man, what are these sounds? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it was just crazy to me. So yeah, I've always been in like some old school music. Do you think that they'll like? Would you say that most of your influences are are old school rather than maybe maybe in hip hop? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I do have a, a lot of hip hop influences, like, but f- mainly for me, hip hop wise is mostly just like Wiz, uh, Andre Three Stacks, Currency, Kid mm-hmm. Cudi. Uh, but those are like staples for me. Uh, I mean, I, I saw you know like Wayne, Snoop, and all like legends. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying for them, those are like hip-hop stables for me but outside of that yeah it was mostly just old school and going back and searching uh kurt cobain you know what i'm saying like i would dip dabble in the rock and all that stuff i mean i just like anything that sound good Mm -hmm. you know i would just dabble into it and then just get lost into it man yeah okay uh so you you mentioned currency i felt like like transitioning over to the actual music like so uncool three came out this year um, I feel like it kind of had that classic currency approach. Like, I, I feel like the modern mixtape, current, to me, currency, currency and Wiz kind of pioneered and invented yeah. that for all intents and purposes, yeah. my personal opinion. And you kind of, you kind of took an angle of like having some original beats and mixing it with, you know, doing things over other people's beats. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what was the purpose behind taking that <laughs> approach? Cause a lot of mixtapes now, they, all it's original. all original music. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Song Cool series was based off of, uh, just uh Wayne, like dedication and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay. That was classic to me. Uh and I was like, man, that's just I guess that was kinda how I introduced me to the uh mixtape game, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like uh a lot of people say it was Gucci and all that stuff, but I was when, when Wayne was taking over, man, that was just, you know what I'm saying, for me and, and I was like okay. just you know how he was jumping over everybody beats and yeah, just, and just smacking them. And I was them, like right. So when I did I did my first so uncool, like that was my first project I did. Or yeah, my first mixtape I did with 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 the with the company, the label that I'm with now, Mega mm-hmm. Music Group, and um, just something I just kept doing. It was just like a series, you know, kind of like a tradition that I've been doing since then. Okay. But um, I definitely this time I actually this time it's funny I wanted to do only original songs on this song, mm-hmm. uh, and the label actually wanted me to keep it going, like trying to bring it back for for the fans. So okay. that's what that's what So Uncool Three was for. Okay. Yeah. How did you link up with Megasonic? Uh, like I said, my the the friend of my dad, mm-hmm. the that uh, Alex uh, King Solomon, he goes by. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a producer, right. and um, yeah, I met up. That was the 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 we had my friend and him. My dad and him had a mutual friend, and uh, they linked them up. And like I said, he showed him my music, and he's the one to put me through the artist development program. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were just a production company at first, and uh. I was just a young kid that they found. And, um, and then, you know, we just, like I said, when I was 19, I think we became an official label. Okay. But, um, yeah, before that, we were just doing, you know, just making, 
Alex was just cranking out beats, man, and uh, every week just he just put me through an artist development program, and like I said, that's that's just how it happened. Okay. So I noticed that like I think three three of projects that I've listened to so far, they all got an elephant on the cover. Like, what's what's the symbolism behind the elephant? Elephant. Um, going back to the whole hippie thing that I just resonated in. Elephant. I spell it L F A N T. Okay. And uh, the L F stands for live free. And okay. that's just behind my whole my whole message, man. Living free, being yourself, man. Don't be afraid. Like, you know, going back to even what I was saying at the beginning, just being where you're from or don't be afraid to be who you are because that's what makes everybody individual. And mm-hmm. uh, there's too many copycats and it seemed like it's just never ending. Everybody's just following that trend and wanting to be somebody else. And, and I, I've always just prided myself on being different. So that's what the elephant, elephant, I, I feel like if you, if you live by, uh, if you if you if you can truly say you live by you live free, you know what I'm saying? Like what I'm saying and you got the shows and you feeling or you listen to my music and you feeling it like, yeah, live free. I like that. You can call yourself an elephant. That's okay. that's what that is. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. So then I wanted to ask you about about your your name before we kept going with the music. So um it's JR the Geek. We got a lot of the kids, we got the boys, <laughs> you know, we got the gods in some situation. Like why did you choose the geek? It's that it's funny that you say that because I didn't even pay attention to that until uh, here recently, like about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not even lying. Like, I didn't even notice that because I've been the geek since, like I told you, man, since I was rapping out of my room. Yeah. That's, that's just how my friends called me because oh. back in the day I used to wear, uh, you know, like when the, the, the fake glasses came mm-hmm. out, you know what I'm saying? When those got popular in the mall, like I always had yeah. them on and I've always been uh like a computer nerd and video games. Okay. And so I've always been like that. Even yeah. before this whole anime thing, yeah, when when that everybody. came to fly thing to do, yeah, yeah, I've always been that guy. So my friends have always always called me the geek, and Jr. is a family nickname. I'm a junior, okay. So I've always, that's always been my name, bro. And like now, everybody's the kid, or you yeah. know. So I think it's I think it's kind of cool that I, I just never even I never even noticed it before. I've been yeah. that, I've been the geek forever. I never changed my name or tried to you know do anything like that i mean it's unique there ain't a whole lot of the the geeks running around mm-hmm. you know i've heard the guys i've heard you know somebody like corner boy or school boy or something yeah. like that or you know and there's rich the kid a bunch of the yeah, kids but yeah like the little so um your first project uh love and live life you released that in 2012 you were young yeah Fresh out of high school. Yeah. So, so what was it like releasing your very first project, like an actual cohesive project, not just doing Lucy's or something like that, putting a project. That there. was like an amazing feeling, and like, um, it was so long ago, but it just, it felt like it was a, it was a stepping stone. Definitely, it showed mm-hmm. me. It definitely showed me that I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Because I had been recording in my room for like three years up until then, and friends houses and stuff like that and that was like finally officially i'm in the studio every week we did 40 or 50 songs and like wow. then we just chose uh and, you know did the ep and we just had a bunch of, i don't even know what happens to the rest of them songs but yeah that and then you know we put it on itunes and all that stuff so doing that that was just like okay now nah, i can't stop like i gotta mm-hmm. definitely so i think that was a good learning experience for me and you started you started the so uncool series that same year in 2012 mm-hmm. yeah right after that i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah what made you uh decide I, I mean i like the title you know i think in a way now it's kind of kitschy because everybody tries to portray themselves as somebody who's not like the man you know mm-hmm. the, or just off to themselves mm-hmm. but you would you were calling yourself that like in 2012 so what what made you come up with that title and, and that and that name as a project and deciding to make it a series like you did in 2013 and then this latest one in 2018 um it's just Going along with what I bought, uh, my whole uh, motto and my whole movement, live free and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember if I was saying live free back then. I know I was saying stay lame, which is kind of, it was just a, 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 a live free is an updated version. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to say stay lame anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what I was on back then. And it's it's always, it's the same concept. And that's uh, so uncool. It's just that. Just being yourself. It was just another way, I guess, to say that. Just, yeah. You know, don't, especially, I don't. I can't completely remember how it was back then right now, but mm-hmm. I know uh, hip-hop was in a different state, and it definitely ain't how it is now, where it's a yeah. lot more people being open and all that. But back right. then, it was still, you know, everybody following the whatever. You got to really right, fit in or whatever. Right. Yeah, anything like that. So that, I think that was definitely inspirational. Too. But I think at the same time, I think there are a lot of people who aren't following. I think, I yeah. think yeah. 
like just to talk about it now i think rap and i've I've said this to other people i think rap is in the best space that it's probably ever been that's my personal opinion because the the options are so diverse you can pick Mm -hmm. somebody way over here in left field like Lil pump and you can pick somebody way over on the other side like wale and you know you can pick people who might be in the in the the middle you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying but i think that there are some people like i i Followers like don't ever die. Like as long as it's been humanity, they're gonna be people people who follow trends in, in order to try to fit in for whatever insecure issues yeah, that they have. You exactly. know what I'm saying? I think people are just getting louder with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there are people who had no desire to get face tattoos until they saw, you know, Takashi with one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People weren't dying their hair, painting their fingernails until, mm-hmm. you know, they saw somebody doing it. Yeah. So and I don't think that's an inherently bad thing unless like that's something that you already had within you in the first place. Yeah. Uh I agree with that. I just, I just, like, at first, I was kind of weird about it. Cause I, like you said, I'm glad that you went back and, like, you, you studied my stuff. Cause a lot of people just think I'm like, I just, I guess, just started just like five up. minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. No. And like, I've been into it, man. Like, right. like you even said, painting your fingernails. Like, I got fingernail polish chipping now. Like, I've been doing, yeah. I, it's just weird. And it's, it's kind of, um, it's weird, but it's cool at the same time. Cause there's a lot of people like, I just like seeing more. Cause at the end of the day, that's my message, man. Like, even mm-hmm. if I'm not getting it through to them, I'm glad to see people are just out being themselves and like yeah. just being crazy and just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, quit trying to hide and trying to, oh, wait, let me try to be cool or yeah. claiming I'm from here. You know what I'm saying? Type right. of stuff. So I think it's, I think it's dope, but it is weird too, uh, to see just everybody. Cause like you said, it's a lot of people are just trying to do it now, but mm-hmm. as long as it's always been into it, in them, I agree with what you said. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's dope. I mean, I kind of envy people like yourself in a way because you're able to express yourself like on whatever terms that you want to. Mm. And I mean, because of some of the spheres I, I'm, I have to dip my, my feet in from time to time. Yeah. I can't just present myself the way I like really want to. Like my hair would be like a bright blue color. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I would have black fingernail polish. I probably have a, ho- a lot more piercings, probably mm-hmm. a facial tattoo, but I've always wanted to be like that. But I knew that, um, you know, presentation-wise, everybody doesn't understand that kind of exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah. So I, I think it's dope that, that because you are a creator, a quality creator, that, that you're able to express yourself the way that you want to on your own terms. Yeah, definitely. Um, So what made you go back to the the So Uncool series? Because you had left it alone for about, I want to say, like, three, four, maybe five years. Like, you dropped the So Uncool in, like, 2013, maybe 2014, and then, mm-hmm. and then you didn't come back to it until this year. So yeah. what made you come back to the series? I uh The label. Uh, they just, they want, <laughs> honestly, they wanted me to try, uh, you know, uh, to try to, you know, bring the tradition back for the fans. I honestly, and I, and I can't put it all on them. I honestly did have some fans that were like, you know, they missed someone cool. Mm-hmm. But, um, like I said, I just was focused on doing straight original music and just yeah. putting out, I mean, like, I guess like everybody is now. That's the game. Like right. you just said earlier, mixtapes are like albums now. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have been focusing on during all that other time. Uh, putting out my other projects and just trying to build my sound because like, I mean, as anybody knows or that's doing music, it's really hard to try to build your own sound. Just if you're doing somebody else's beats all the time and you can't, I mean, you're going to try to emulate them in some way possible. If you, if you, if if that's where you uh, pick that inspiration for that beat, you know what I'm saying? From, from Mm -hmm. hearing the original song, you definitely Mm -hmm. don't copy them or somehow yeah it's it's gonna pollute into your sound somehow yeah like but my my favorite project like if if there was a sequel to something like my favorite one was trash yeah everybody everybody acid rap is like my absolute favorite song that you've done like period you know appreciate that I don't know, like, what the label, how you feel about that project, or what the label has to say about it, but I, I, I like that sound for you. That's, yeah, sonically, that's what I like to listen to. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I love that album. Yeah, that was just a good time, a good time for me. Yeah, and it was just uh, putting it all down on, putting it all down on wax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was just in the moment, man. So one of the things I do like about you though is that you you're not opposed to trying different sounds and trying different beats and and going for for different angles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what does your writing process look like? How does your creative process look? Um, like from the moment that you go into the studio to the moment that you know it's mastered and out. Most of the time, like I started writing, you know what I'm saying, from like a very young age, from like eight. I was just writing poems and stories yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, so I've always been, I've always jotted stuff down, like in a notepad or in my phone somewhere. And I always just jot down little things. And um, most of the time, like I'll hear a beat 
I see it's really different for me all the time. Like mm. sometimes I can go off of a beat and like I won't have any uh like any thoughts that I already, or any uh already anything already written. I'll just go off the beat. But my, some of the times like I got jotted down things and I put them together just based off the beat. It's it's really all based off a of feeling for me. Like in the moment, um, like sometimes like I mean it's just really different for me, bro. Like I'll yeah. write a song. I don't never really write a song the same way twice. Like, I don't never have, like, I, I never, it was kind of irritating to me at first. I never had a thing, because people ask me that before, and I, it's yeah. hard for me to answer it. I don't never have, like, a, I guess some artists will go and, like, okay, wait, let me, I get in this mode, let me go sit in the corner and write down. I don't, I ain't never had nothing like that. I just, if it pop up in my head, I'm going to jot it down. Or if I hear a sound or something, but, well, or, you know, I, some, anything, life always in, inspires me to do something, put, put down something. So yeah, it's always just been different. I ain't. So you you like one of those guys that's like always writing, always know, whether you writing. hear a beat or not. Like, like you just like, yeah. oh, I like this line yeah. in my popped in my head. Yeah. I heard this one sound. A few lines will pop in my head by me having a conversation with somebody. Or, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Walking by and I hear something. Yeah, anything, man. I've always just jotted down stuff. So mm-hmm. That's just been me since a kid. Yeah. You ever like that little writer's block? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um. Oh, it might have been after So Uncool too, a little bit. I don't, I don't remember. It, it might have been during that time. I don't so time. yeah, like, like I wanted to ask you about that because just based on you know me, me looking back and going over your catalog, it was So Uncool and then Trash didn't release until like two years later. So mm-hmm. I didn't know if you were on the road or I don't know what was happening in that time. But it was <laughs> like there was, an, I couldn't find any music, you know, for yeah, those two yeah. years. So I thought maybe something happened in his life where he had to step back. Uh, but it was like 2013 to 2015. Really, you know what? Um, we had lost our studio, mm-hmm. Megasonic. That's what it was. Okay. We lost our studio and uh, the go-to, like yeah, the home. Studio. I mean, because by then, like I said, I was, I mean, I was paying, but I wasn't paying like normal studio price because right. I was with the team and we were doing artist development mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, we just we lost our studio, man, and like. It was, I felt like I was trying to rebuild. And then my, me and my team, we weren't clicking anymore after that. And, uh, like just button heads and, uh, uh, and I just, you know, just like went back and got another job and just was, uh, working at like a Chinese food restaurant. And, uh, like my friend that I went to high school with, uh, he worked at a pizza shop right next to me. And well, it was a couple friends and, uh, an older guy, uh, he worked there too and he, he showed him my music. We and we I went to school with him too. Uh but he was like I said, he was older, so we didn't really talk. And then uh he listened to my music and he was apparently producing stuff like around the corner in his house, like mm-hmm. from his pizza shop in his room. Okay. And then uh my friend he was like, you know, y'all should work together because he liked my raps from you know, from my last song Cool Projects a few years back. Mm-hmm. And I went to his house like around the corner and we just started banging like he had like I said, he had he was just cranking out beats in his bedroom and we went in there and uh that's when like trash and all that stuff came to be. Okay. And uh like the Jay and Silent Nino mixtape and all that stuff. We uh I just got back in the groove. But it it it, it was definitely like we lost the studio and um, writer's block did have something to do with it, but like I said, I'm sure it came back and I just went back jotting stuff down, but I didn't have an outlet. I didn't have anywhere to go record. And so when I met them, uh, we met another guy, David Watson, and we went around the corner again and he had a studio in his, mm-hmm. in his garage and then I had another place to record. And so that's where we did trash and all that other stuff. Okay. So yeah, it was just, uh, we lost the, <laughs> lost the place to hey, record. Man, and, happens. Yeah. And then me and the label kind of fell out before we were a label. Anyway, I, yeah. I would have, I would have had an issue with that too. <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, it was a lot of stuff. I mean, and not even just because of that, it was just a bunch of other stuff, and we just weren't seeing eye to eye at the time. And my manager, King Solomon, we just weren't seeing eye to eye, mm-hmm. and so I kind of just went off and thought I was Billy Badass and went out by myself, <laughs> and just like I said, it was meeting some friends and was just recording and just you know doing doing trash and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, we we ended up always linking back up. Okay. Um. You, the, so the newest song you got out uh, is Dojo. I like I like that song a lot. Um, I like the beat, the flow pattern, super smooth. Is is this? It sounds different than most of the stuff that you've done previously. Mm-hmm. So is this sort of like a new angle that you kind of <laughs> taking? Like, is it going to be on a new project? Like, what's what's going on with Dojo? It's funny. Uh, 
Dojo Sessions is actually an older song. It was on the Jay and Silent Nino mixtape that I was doing. I don't know. I don't know if we put that out before or after Trash, but I did those two projects really like close together. And um, and that song like the when I was like I said I was working with those guys, uh, Casey Slayton and David Watson, and we were our whole thing about the Jay and Silent Nino project. We wanted to base it off of uh, Jay and Silent Bob, mm-hmm. the movie. I mean, uh, you know, Clerks and all that. And then we had a bunch of skits in there, and uh, but we wanted to fill up a whole CD, like is pop to the max, and just put out as much music as we can. So I think it was like twenty eight songs or something like that. Okay. And uh, that that's probably why people don't even know it was just it was on that tape, and that was twenty fifteen or something like that. Oh, okay. So this isn't even a new sound for you, really. It's something Mm-mm. you've already yeah. Already it's done. Something, that's what I'm saying. And then the the label they went back, and I guess was just looking for something else while I've been recording recently. And they just stumbled across that song. They were like, you should put this out. It sounds like, uh, they said it sounded like Migos flow and stuff like that. I didn't really hear that. I, but, don't, I don't agree with that. But, you know, everybody hears different right. stuff. But that that was an example. They were like, you know, you should put this out. You should put this out. And I was like, I mean, we'll put it out. You know, let's rebrand it and put it back out. That happens all the time with mm-hmm. major, major labels even. Like, I'm not going to name the person or the label, but it's a, it's a big label. Like, mm-hmm. it's a major label. And he told me, like, when I was interviewing him, that the same kind of situation happened where yeah. he had a song buried deep on a mixtape from, like, three years ago. And yeah. they listen to all this stuff. And they're like, this is going to be the single now yeah you know so i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that to me in a way um it's a mark of good quality music yeah because good quality music to me in my personal opinion this is my mark of it it has staying power yeah so it's, it 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 might capture like a time it might be a time capsule mm-hmm. but otherwise it's something that like five years from now 10 years from now 15 years from now like that's a mark of a classic to me yeah. i can still listen to it and it still resonates the same way yeah exactly you know so I know, I know, like the way the way music goes nowadays, like it'll be six months, it'll be a year, and the sound is completely changed. You'll have a yeah. producer who can't even get no work no more because yeah, the sound is man, washed. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 really just fast paced and yeah, yeah, just ever changing now. How do you feel about that? Like like the way the the industry and and the the, the scene is and the way the consumers consume music now. You know, um, for me, it's uh. I mean, I I personally like like the days where you can consume because I'm an album maker, like I'm a storyteller mm. down to the root, bro. I like I like telling stories and putting projects together, and uh, like I said, I was writing poetry and music when I was a kid. So that that I feel like there's always gonna be people that are gonna you know still can consume all that, but the attention spans are a lot shorter nowadays, and it's like. Yeah. Like you said, a few weeks, it's like this song. They're calling your song old, and it's like yeah, it's, it's only been out a month. And yeah, what are you talking about? So right. I, it's it's a little different, but uh, especially like when I first start rapping, it's different from when I start first start rapping now. But mm-hmm. I've adjusted, so it's it's. I mean, I'm, I'm used to it now. But yeah, it was like when that first started happening, like when people's attention spans start really getting smaller, like it was kind of freaking me out at first because I was like, whoa, I got. Yeah. I just put out a long project and people ain't going to make it to the end of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, man, I kind of call it like ramen noodle rap only because like, that's, that's the way I feel things are. Like a real meal is going to make you feel full for a while and mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, enjoy the culinary experience and all of that. But I think the way things are now is people would much rather just take that ramen noodle pack, put yeah. it in that boiling water for about four minutes and eat it. And like, I feel full for like, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes, maybe an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I'm hungry again. And because somebody else is putting something out, I'm going to be able to eat it. Yeah. You know, so the quality overall, I don't think is as high, but there are just so many different varying like types of, of music, you know, food, if you will, that you yeah. can go sample. Like, cause it's tough. Like, KOD came out this year, and you know, J Cole will be town in town a minute, and I'm like, damn, I forgot that that album even out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? Like, it's crazy, man. It's just so much music, and it's so much stuff just coming out every day. Like, yeah. you get on. I mean, you can just log. You can get on YouTube like every morning, and there's gonna be some new songs from like last night. Some mm-hmm. a major artist just dropped it, and it's. I mean, in a way, it's dope. You know what I'm saying? Cause, mm-hmm. It's, it's refreshing like every day you get something new but like you said it's just like whoa like when are you wait enjoy this for yeah. a second you yeah. know what i'm saying so yeah but i think i think if you curate your audience your fan base properly yeah. i think that there's there's a way to do that that mm-hmm. makes sense like that's that's one of the things <laughs> i think j cole probably more so than any other artist like i'm a fan of his i don't i mean he's not he's a top five rapper to me right now but mm-hmm. i don't know if he is all time but um 
his audience like is so curated that he can release something with no features he can release something with no promotion and because yeah. he has this dedicated audience of like between 1.5 million maybe 2 million people mm-hmm. they're gonna flock to it and they're gonna make sure that you know he does his numbers yeah and I don't think you can say that about any other artist like you know more popular artists like Drake or Kendrick yeah yeah like their numbers go up and down because they don't have that same hardcore audience that no matter what this artist puts out because I trust him quality wise you know because he's he's proven over time that um I'm gonna be able to consume this music. Yeah, like like a cult following, man. Like, yeah, I think that's important, bro. And um, that's what I've tried to build. You know what I'm saying with this LF thing. You know what I'm saying with the Live Free movement. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you got you got your um your shirts and your your you described it as merch when I heard you talking to somebody else. <laughs> it's, it's just merch. So is it gonna turn into a clothing line? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. That was uh, yeah. That's that's always been the uh the, the vision. You know what I'm saying? I want to take it for well. Let me not say always. Uh. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely the vision. Like, I, I just, I want to express myself in that way too. And I think, I mean, plus, like, when, when, when I would be selling the merch, people were like, oh, you got some shorts with it or you got some, you know what I'm saying? They want, they want they some want more. Fit. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, you know, let me try it. And then, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I just got interested in it. And I think, yeah, I definitely want to bring a line out. I I think there's a lot of potential there, especially like with the elephant being elephant. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I I just think that's a, that's a dope concept. And the LF stands yeah. for live free. Yeah, I mean, so is that something that you just sort of like came up with one day? Or was that a collaborative thing, like with the shirts? Or was no, the no, label no. like, it was, hey, we need to you know monetize this? Uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was all me. It was definitely uh, just. Just me, me and me, uh, like I said, people, and I, cause I, for me, not, I don't want to sound cocky or anything or just mm-hmm. like call myself a hippie or anything, but people, you know, they, they start labeling me as that cause I'm just different. Yeah. And, uh, I guess it's just an old soul. And I like just channeled that into everything I was doing. And I was like, man, it's, I'm free. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like my mom always called me a free spirit from when since I was young. And yeah. I guess that free, the word just kind of stuck with me. And, uh, yeah, so I I did I I just wanted to you know make my make a brand you know what I'm saying make it just watching artists like Wiz and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying I, yeah I just always watched and it was more to it than just putting out mixtapes putting out songs like making people you got to make people wanna you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. want to listen to your music and want to even want to you know look on you look at you on the internet every day for some reason so yeah that that's somebody like to be honest like the the day-to-day series dog like when when i don't feel like working or hustling i, I go look at that series like man, on yeah. on purpose and it gets yeah. me back going that's man like that was that's that's how i was you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying just a teenager like in my in my room just on my laptop i was just I, and whiz i just he was one of my favorite artists, so I always watched yeah. him. And when he started doing those, I was like, "Oh yeah, I gotta, go. I gotta get out. I gotta go do something. I can't just be in my room watching right. him. Like I gotta get out. I yeah. gotta the studio. I gotta." So yeah, it's just, it make you want to get on your grind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cause, cause I think for for me, like one of the things that's dope is that he's been able to document his entire like growth up to this point and mm-hmm. he had the the idea to even come up with that from or in the first place so back from the prince of the city days when he was yeah. wearing big ass t-shirts yeah you know what i'm saying right. and he was recording day to day on his you know iphone like two yeah you know all the way up to now where that stuff is professionally shot yeah. and, and you know he's in in mansions driving million dollar cars and yeah. stuff like that you can see all of the growth up to that point and i mm-hmm. think when the fans are able to invest in you that way when they're able to, to watch you and feel like they're taking along on a journey that makes them more loyal yeah Definitely, and that's me going through that experience with him. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. being a just a genuine fan of Wiz, I was like, "That's that's the blueprint." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I've always based my, uh, you know, my my brand and everything off of. Just I don't like that. I, I don't think that's a bad person to follow because he he damn near isn't even a rapper anymore anymore. Like in a lot of ways, it's yeah. like he's just Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, exactly. He's just so. become the entity. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how, how do you feel about the, the local scene? Like, you know, you got a, a lot of, you know, guys bubbling locally and you got guys who I don't even consider them local. I don't know if I ever did, but I'm not from Dallas, mm-hmm. but you got guys like, um, can't even think his name anymore, Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he moved to LA and then kind of blew up. Like, but he, he does like to claim Dallas. You yeah. got, you know, Yellow Beezy who's, you know, bubbling heavy at, at least in the region, you know, in the Southeast uh-huh. and, you know, doing tours and stuff. Um, 
but how how do you feel about the the local scene? Uh, I love the local scene. Like it, it's it's really dope. It's um to me like me and my friends when we always when we had this conversation we always break it down in like the Facebook local scene here and the and the Twitter local scene here. It's really okay. it's too different. Like like uh Dallas like the real like the I think like the core of the city they're always gonna be on Facebook. And then you got like mm-hmm. the hipsters and the weirdos and all that stuff from like the DFW area I and see. all that. They're okay. on the Twitter and everything. And like that. But it's it's almost like it's two different scenes here. Two different local scenes because of that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you got like the little clubs, like um uh not even I'm well, I'm just thinking like the like the scene, like it's just really different for me. But I I think uh I think it's we just if we could bring everybody to get like both of those, those separate worlds. sides of the scenes yeah. together i think we could be like for lack of a better example uh like atlanta you know what i'm saying and stuff like that just we because we have that here we have all the talent and all that here and we got all the vision i mean we got just like you can get on dallas twitter man and you can see all these artists all these painters and videographers and photographers mm-hmm. i mean we're all just out here creative like there's so many creative juices bubbling out here and then uh but like i said then you got the people who are just in the core of the city that's they don't even know about that world and that's been going on for a few years yeah so i think when when i think dallas if we bridge those two you know together then i think it would be a lot bigger but i i mean I think it gets better every day because mm. uh, we haven't had a history of like the best local scene. We haven't had like Atlanta and just have a million artists just pop out. So yeah. I think I think we're in a very uh, good state. We've been in a good state for the past few years. Uh, the, one of the best states we've been in, I feel like the local scene has for the past few years. Like I, w- I say since like 2014, 2015, yeah. we've been just creating this bubbling is making pe- people pay attention. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I've I've said this before. Um, I definitely feel like Atlanta's a one-off. Like the way that that entire like ecology like goes, mm-hmm. like the way Atlanta is. I think Atlanta has some advantages that probably other cities don't. Um, one, I think the the people who were there first that laid the foundations. You know, like the Dungeon families. Mm-hmm. They were the kind of people who were going to make sure everybody that came after them was going to act right. And, yeah. and come together, you know, with, like, you know, with Goody Mobs and all that kind of stuff and everybody all the way up to this point, mm-hmm. you know, whoever the newest artists are that everybody, if you're going to be here, you're going to get along or you're not going to be here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that um, <clears throat> a lot of other places, whether it's L.A., you know, big markets like L.A. or Miami or New York, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think that Dallas has everything on paper. This is just me, you know, somebody who's who hasn't even been here like a full like, you know, year and a half yet. Yeah. Like. Like it has everything you said, like the money's there, the population is there, like the audience is there, like the, all the infrastructure to have, like, you know, to be able to bring big people here mm-hmm. um, is there, like just about everybody. If, if you have a name worth the damn, and you don't come through Dallas, like your tour wasn't shit. Yeah. Like that's my personal opinion. Yeah, for sure. You, you know, and I see like smaller towns like Houston that are able to, you know, cohesively build something. But I think it's a matter of like, so the other thing with Atlanta, I feel like is, um, Atlanta's able to drain like all the rest of the like talent from other areas. Like they, before Memphis had a scene, they could pull people from Memphis and Tennessee, from Alabama and Mississippi and, and, you know, upper Florida and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I mean, where's Dallas going to be? I'm pulling from like Oklahoma. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a little bit different that way, but I, I think that it's going to take a new wave of artists. I think Post Malone, to be honest, um, had that potential if he had done it differently to establish something here because he is the biggest artist. If we're being completely honest from a number standpoint, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's not the most well received at the same time, but I think, I think just being real. Nah. You, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> but I think, you know, let's say yellow BZ gets up to the, uh, the level of like a Uzi vert or something like that. Not mm-hmm. a Drake necessarily, but like just a vert, like as far as popularity goes, if he lays the infrastructure down properly, Dallas is going to be set for the next 20 years, yeah. but it's going to take one person willing to give up, you know, that five, 10% of the pie to say, I'm going to invest in these other people and, and bring them along with me. I, yeah, I agree with you. I definitely agree. Like full, I, I can't even add to it, bro. Like I, this is the conversations that me and my partners be having, man. Like yeah. we just be getting deep into it. I'm like, What's going on here, man? What can we do? That, yeah. that's, that's definitely something we talk about. I mean, yeah. 
I agree. And I mean, to me, like, considering I've only been here, like, lived in, in the Dallas area for about 18 months, I already find it frustrating. So I can't really even imagine how, like, you man. know, locals who grew up here. Yeah. Feel, man. Yeah. I'm like, man, it's it's there. It's right there. It's, it's been, it's just there. It's just staring us in the face. And it's just like, we just, uh, yeah, like you said, we just got to come together, man. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, I don't know. Everybody pull, we pull each other down, too. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, and, you know, every yeah. city's gonna do that, but mm -hmm. Dallas, I feel like we have a unique, <laughs> unique uh, trait of doing that. We just like pull each other down. But right now, we are we are supporting each other, which is cool, which mm -hmm. is dope. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing people reach out to each other more. Yeah, but I, that's, I, that's 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 dope. I think it's gonna take you know some somebody just being more vulnerable. Like Ricky said, like there were much bigger artists than him that didn't want to come to his show because they didn't want to look like a fan. It's like, but dog, you you a, you a way bigger artist than Ricky. Yeah. Like just being blunt, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so you being there is just showing support. Nobody's gonna be like, man, it's sorry, dude. I can't he believe he fell off here. or something. Yeah, like that. Like, People just think crazy. Yes, yeah. I think it's like go back to what we were saying earlier, just how fast paced everything is. Like, oh, well, if I'm not on the show, then they gonna think I'm I'm not working tonight. Or I'm not. Yeah. I'm like, chilling. We know you're right. big, bro. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, like come out and show love. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I definitely I agree with him. Yeah. Yeah. So what does success look like for JR the Geek? Um, I'm I'm just a big believer that if if you don't define it, you can't achieve it. You have to set set up what a goal looks like. So that's uh, I agree. I just I words are hard to, for me to put stuff into. I guess that's that's <laughs> your living though, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's words. what I'm saying. Unless I'm like I'm just talking about like just talking. You know what I'm saying? Just okay. talking about it is hard. But uh, no, nah, yeah, um, uh, man, just being happy, being like. Uh, being able to do what I want to do completely, like my whole motto, live free. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Being able to live free completely where be it, be it, you don't got to wake up for a nine to five or, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Just that's, that's why that's, uh, that's success to me. Like, and being, having, having every, just reach, reaching out to such a, being, um, Obviously, I think people, everybody wants to be a legend, bro. But I think like mm -hmm. success. If you touched a, a, I feel like I guess if you touched a good amount of people to you, or yeah, whatever, you know what I'm saying, right. the influence you you see that you influence people, like then that's success to me. You know what I'm saying? If if people really received your message or whatever or my message, mm -hmm. that's that's success to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's dope. Like it's good that you. I mean, you mentioning that. Like I'm I'm a true believer that everybody's put on this planet. And you don't have one specific job. You may have many jobs, but there are things that you're supposed to do before you mm -hmm. leave. And sometimes I know a lot of people are like, well, I want to be the man. You know, even you know, I want to be the guy scoring fifty points in a game. Yeah. Your job might be to tell that kid that's gonna be the future star that one thing that he needs to hear in that classroom that one time that sets him on that path mm -hmm. you know because it could be something that small it could be something where you know somebody who cures cancer was listening to a, a jr record and they were like i can be a researcher yeah you know definitely man. And, and, and that's, that's all it takes that yeah that right there man that i'd be set bro you know what yeah. i'm saying just something like that just touching people and, and really and really having them just really receive what I've been trying to put out. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that's that's success. So on that theme, uh you, you speak at uh boys and girls clubs and stuff like that, man. Like how'd you link up to like be giving get back to the kids? Um, uh, I think that's important, man. Uh I mean from that's just that's just something important and that keeps I don't know, I, I, that's just something that's just important to me. Like bringing back where you come from and that's 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 all you got. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So you gotta get back to where you from and that was that was even that was out in Fort Worth. That happened. Uh, my cousin, he actually he works out there, and he just invited me out there. And he's, you know how, um, I, I spoke with some teenagers, and they were just, you know how, uh, you know how everybody thinks nowadays, because you know you got the little pumps and just how every SoundCloud, mm -hmm. how right. fast everything is, and yeah. uh, you know you got a lot of kids talking about they just how oh, I can do this, I can do that, I can just it's easy. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted me to really just come out there and just you know kind of put it in their head you know if this is what you want to do you got to put some work into it and just yeah. talk to them you know what i'm saying yeah. because a lot of them are just running he don't want and they uh they actually had a dope like studio set up out there okay for the kids and i don't know who donated it to him but uh it was really official and they had like going kind of similar to what i was going through like an artist development program mm. and 
they really just wanted, wanted the kids to take it more serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they can utilize it, you know what I'm saying, every day. And if that was something I had, you know what I'm saying, when mm. I was that age, dude, like, it's crazy. I, I, I wouldn't have to put my own money in, the, you know what I'm saying, scrounging up or trying to go to the studio mm-hmm. or recording out my room. Like, they had a professional studio there. So yeah. just, you know what I'm saying, telling them, you know, trying to get a hold of them. Like, hey, if this is something you kind of dabbling and interested in, you know, you should take it serious. You know what I'm saying? Don't just think, hey, I can put a song out tomorrow and they'll blow up on SoundCloud or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that is like kind of one thing I don't like about like current generation or the current generation of of music consumers. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I know back in the day, like you know, you were referencing guys like Snoop and Andre 3000. Mm-hmm. People knew back then if you were a rapper, even if you just said you were one, you had a project out, even if it wasn't like you know selling a million copies. Yeah, this dude is official. He worked his ass off to get there. Mm-hmm. Now because of the level of accessibility, people are like, oh, I can just rip a beat off the internet. I yeah. can rap over it. You know, using you know my cell phone. I can put it together and I can mm-hmm. put it out and then I'm going to be a star. And people don't realize that it's it's harder now to be, to get on and to get your records and to cut through all the crap and like, you know, dealing with boardrooms and label execs yeah. than it's ever been ever to been. be an artist. Exactly. So you see somebody like Takashi and it's like, oh, but his first tape did all these numbers and all of his songs have charted. And you don't know how much stuff like unless you're like in the industry already, how much stuff was really required to get him there. It wasn't, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just going to make a mute, uh, an album real quick and just put it on SoundCloud. Magically, everybody's going to show up. It's, it's rarely that simple. Yeah. And that's what uh, he wanted me to just, you know what I'm saying, kind of convey yeah and uh yeah to the to the teenagers you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's, it's rarely just that mm-hmm. it, it, black it and white. never works yeah. that that way and mm-hmm. you and usually if it looks like that that dude probably put out five six seven eight you know nine mixtapes and he signed with a label and they said take them all down we're starting yeah. over yeah that's what really happened yeah so, i know i mean I'm, yeah you know, i'm preaching yeah. the choir <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it goes and it doesn't i mean it's, it's just you know business, rebranding and all that you know yeah you know, but um but that is one thing that I do like about just about everybody that I've interviewed from the Dallas area. Every single one of them is giving back in some way or form. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's talking to these kids out here. Everybody's, you know, doing some sort of volunteer effort. Everybody's trying to clean their neighborhood up. Yeah. And I, I think that's really dope because I've, I've interviewed probably 30, 40 hours to date now. And it's consistent here that people are talking about doing that and, and bringing that kind of stuff and trying to re- reinvest back into their neighborhood. Yeah, man. I don't know if it's just, uh, like a Dallas thing or a Texas thing or just anything, but uh I know, like you said, it's, it's consistent here. I know mm-hmm. we just it's important to us. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is our home, so yeah. definitely got to take care of it. And we, uh I guess that's just kind of instilled in people from here, like in the DFW area. It's mm-hmm. like this where, and that's I guess, that might be why people are so prominent about where they what they claim and yeah. you know what I'm saying stuff because. We take it to heart here, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, this is where you're from, this is how you got, you mm-hmm. know? And you don't ever want to forget where you came from and just run off and get big and have anybody here thinking that you forgot about them. So I think that's something that's just instilled in us from when we were kids here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just something that's important to all of us. Okay. So are, are, do you have another project or something that's coming out like yeah. this year? Like, um, is it going to be a pay for? Or are we going to find it on like live mixtapes or that pip or something? The, the, uh, the goal is to put it out in December, uh, the, the album 10 cigarettes. Okay. Uh, and, um, uh, actually that's something else that, uh, dug up from the vaults. Like we, we did, we did that album. I don't even remember how it was a long time ago, but it's something that just kept coming back to all of us. And mm-hmm. we were just like, you know what? We never got a chance to put this out. And like, it's, it was a full, complete project. So it's something that uh, I, I think is just definitely important. It stood the test of time to anybody that we've ever played it to. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, it's definitely been touched up and, you know, added some stuff yeah, here. But, right. but yeah, it was just something that the original uh, idea of it, tea and cigarettes, it was just something that uh, always stuck with us. So that's the next project. And it's, uh, it's scheduled for December right now. Is it done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's completely finished. It's just we got to touch it up get him uh re- it was getting remastered and everything like that just you know what i'm saying to make make it sound how, it, how it's supposed to sound you know even a few years can make you sound a little outdated man so yeah 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 we're just touching everything up yeah I'd, I'd love to like you know listen to that maybe off air maybe you could come back to a listener companion with us where we go through every single song and you can yeah, chart through us most definitely talk about. i would love that yeah so is is there anything else that you that you looking to do any any shows or anything like that that's coming up anytime soon 
Um, right now I don't have anything scheduled. Uh, well, set in set in stone. Yeah, uh, there's stuff been. You know what I'm saying? We're talking we about we're gonna about. do uh, a lot of other shows and stuff coming up. But like I said, I don't even like yeah, to speak on stuff like that until it happens. Yeah, you know until until the ink dry. Don't yeah, I wouldn't exactly. Talk about it. But it's it's a lot. It's always stuff going on with me. That's something that. I think if you're a true fan of Jared Geek, you always know. Um, cause you know, like, even how you started off, you was like, you're not 40, but you've been rapping for a long time. Yeah. So it's like, people know who I am and I've been out here. I'm always working, but you know what I'm saying? It's just all about getting it right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think we're on a good wave right now, but yeah, definitely. Um, we got, we always got something coming. So, uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I got, uh, like I said, 10 cigarettes is done, but I've, I've been working on something new and, uh, I don't like. I only want to, you know, what I'm saying just ten cigarettes, December, and uh, and more singles to come for sure, definitely soon. And right now, uh, actually, before I even just say all that, we got a new single, Wings, about to drop. Okay. Uh, so look out for that. Wings is coming out really soon, and uh, yeah, and ten cigarettes in December, man. I I like I like that title. Like that makes me curious about like how it's gonna sound. Like, Wings. Yeah, it's uh. It's no, a, I'm at I'm at Oh, ten cigarettes? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I uh, got a aunt. Like ten cigarettes made me just think of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like no disrespect to anything nah, like nah, that. Yeah, that man. Like, that's anything about me, man. It's up for interpretation. Yeah. So I those are that's the reason I leave. You know what I'm saying? Innuendos like that. So yeah. So any any clues about the new single Wings? I didn't mean to derail that. Wings. Uh, I think honestly. I think it's gonna be like one of my biggest songs that I've done. Yeah, and and you just heard me say I don't even like to speak on stuff until yeah, it's out, but yeah. I, that's 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 how I feel about that song. So you got visual yeah. shot for it? Not yet. That's that's, that's coming. Yeah, okay. we definitely shooting something for that. So yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say to the people? Uh, man, just make sure you following me on everything, man. SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. It's all at Jr. The Geek. Uh, and uh Spotify, man, everything, man. You know what I'm saying? iTunes, we everywhere. So just make sure you're following us and, and stay rocking with us, man. Okay. I mean, I appreciate your time, man. It's troublemaker for the artist spotlight, man. We out. Off in the dojo, I'm chilling. Bitches be tripping, I'm spitting. Flipping these words like I'm flipping the bricks. Off of the boat, they be shipping. Whipping the wheel, I'm late. Ain't pop the pill in weeks. Talking the plans over with my whole squad, ain't no one more ready than we. Inspired by the light that's around me, surrounded by positive energy. At night, the terrorists come get me, I'm never afraid. The samurai's with me, I'm rolling OJs. This shit never ending, I'm catching the case. The love's fucking with me, facing my beat harder than what you sniffing. They ain't really with it, them niggas all fibbing. Wanna know my story? Young ass, he be home, give a fuck. Working off the iPhone, make it rush. This my year, let me fill you up. Bras wanna wait me, some wanna date me. Mind all hazy, eyes all Lazy. We was all working, y'all being lazy Sit the fuck down, ain't no some shady I just wanna whip with the top gone Wanna pour a six in the stop phone Good than the bitch that it's all gone Now you want it back with it too long Tryna write my wrongs one step at a time Fans on my feet, hoes on my line I'ma come through when I make time Hoping that you catching on to every single line
though. Hold it in deep and don't choke. Weed and bruise. I remember when that nigga wasn't getting looks. Now a nigga pick and choose. Building a name and left a set. Place your bet. You better get sucked. Be prepared to lose. Keep an eye out for them laws. Fuck them hoes. They can suck my balls. Remember hitting the abdomen. Put the weed in the stash. Lost pulling us over. Now a nigga got a stash. All his packs in my drawers. One for the money. Two for the bitches. Running niggas over on the road to the riches. Snitches get stitches. Been that nigga since a little nigga wore a bigger boy in tan corduroy bridges. Live and learn. Wait your turn. Trying to rush the process. Nigga gon' crash and burn. Spend and earn. Nosy motherfuckers wanna know how I handle business. That ain't none of your concern. Who could it be other than me? Me no white out. Put on the show. Give something to see. Possibly the coldest motherfucker out. It's taking y'all a little time just to notice me. Notice we JR to keep. Raw tip with a tight grip. Nigga when he roll the tree. Young chopper. Showstopper. Chevy rider. You already know Casey on the beat. That real shit you can't deal with. Cause that fuck shit you been stuck with. Better duck quick when I rush, bitch. Fuck around and get your shit split. Smoking loud, I'm loaded. I'm loaded. I'm loaded. I'm loaded. I'm loaded.